everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of the Shine Sparkers podcast. I'm Amanda Van Hyle. I'm going to be your host, and I'm joined here by Darren and Roy. And this episode, we are going to be talking about randomizers. Yeah, so Metroid randomizers specifically, um, I found them really fascinating and it's something that I've been dying to talk about for a long time. Yeah, I've always been impressed by how fans have taken their favorite games and made them better with features like, you know, randomizers, new game plus, speedrun modes, etc. Recently, I was watching a run of the first Metroid Prime from a YouTuber called Bash Prime. Uh, the randomizer strips out the frigate Orphean, and it lets you get right into exploring Talon 4. Uh, it also streamlines the experience, so when you pick up an item, there are no acquisition cutscenes or pop-ups that interrupt the gameplay. You pick up an item, and you get a little notification on screen, plus the jingle. It also changes... <laughs> I, I enjoyed this. It changes the Chozo artifact hints to directly name what rooms they're in, and they're even funnier. Like, so a buddy of mine and I were drinking one night and we thought, hey, wouldn't it be crazy if we put it at the research lab Hydra? So we did, and it <laughs> took both of us just to get it there. I love that. That's really cool. So obviously fans have gone in and they've they've adapted the game to suit this, um, this new type of gameplay, uh, which is kind of cool. And it's just a shame that Nintendo haven't really adopted that in an official capacity, because I think that would be a really, really cool addition uh, to, I know. to a Metroid game. It'd be fantastic. Honestly, I would play it just for the writing. Like, the, hey, my buddy and I were drinking. I would play that <laughs> randomizer just for the writing, because that sounds hilarious. Fans really do make some amazing things. The game that I've really enjoyed seeing randomized, however, is AM2R. There's a YouTuber called Druid Force, who I think was a tester for the game itself. He knows the environments like the back of his hand, and it's always really awesome to watch him just adapt to whatever item he picks up. Uh, and he's like a master of the Shine Spark. So oh, cool. pretty much everywhere in uh, AM2R is Shine Sparkable. That's a word. <laughs> uh, That's good. And it's just flying and chaining shine sparks back and forth into a slope, keeps running, save the shine spark, jump up, blast. It's really awesome. Oh, yeah. I've, I've done none of that. I don't bother with that kind of stuff. I just I keep it nice and simple. It's like, oh, there's the credits. Wonderful. I don't bother <laughs> with, the, uh, with the items. So yeah, I'd be really bad at randomizers. But yeah, so it sounds like uh, this is something that came uh, post-release of AM2R. Yeah, I know that um, Dr. M64 wanted to add a new game plus to it, mm. uh, but then Nintendo put the ban hammer on it. So yeah. a bunch of... Uh, another team has since reverse-engineered the source code, and they've been modding the game without his involvement ever since. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, once the game released, I just kind of uh, I stopped playing, uh, really. But it's great that people can keep this, you know, this fan game alive. And I think it's really special that there's people that still have the commitment to it to actually, um, you know, just keep it alive, keep it fresh, um, and bring it to 
uh, new audiences. So um, it's really totally. cool that they've added they've added a randomizer. Um, is it just uh, items and stuff that's randomized, or is, is there other things in that game that's randomized? They randomize the items. Uh, what it also does is it gets rid of the lava between areas. So aside from the final area with the Queen Metroid, you can go pretty much anywhere on SR388. So wow. like the whole planet is open for exploration. Oh, wow, that's really cool. So sometimes Druid Vorse or whoever's playing will get the screw attack early or power bombs or whatever, and then they can go from the Golden Temple straight to the tower and then do whatever uh, is around there. You know what I would really be interested in seeing how this could turn out? Other M infusion randomizers. Yeah, yeah, especially other M, because it doesn't really get a lot of love, does it? So it'd be interesting to see if they could breathe life into, into an existing game. The reason I bring those two up, those are the two most linear Metroid games, because they're also very story-driven. You'd have to strip out a lot of that uh, and rebuild you know, how the items work. But in the case of Other M, I don't think a lot of people would complain. I, j I just have this this idea now of like, <laughs> sorry, the the cutscene where um where she where Adam blows up. Sorry, if I've spoiled Other M for you, it's been ten years for crying out loud. In uh, <laughs> a decade, everyone knows by now. So you know where she gets the 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 gravity feature. Like, can you imagine if she got like morph ball bombs or something instead? And she just got sucked out into outer space. <laughs> that was the end of the game. <laughs> Oh, just, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Game over. Game over, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine for that reason they would have to be specific things that will continue to stay in the place that they were in the original game. You couldn't just randomize everything. Well, I think randomizer modes from existing Metroid games, um, they take steps so that you won't be uh, screwed, like in that situation. Maybe one of the items before that part of the game is the gravity suit, so you'll have it much earlier. Which also means that you don't have to deal with the super heavy gravity that comes before that part. Uh, so I don't play a lot of randomizers personally, but I have researched into uh, randomizers online and how they've applied to Metroid games. There's plenty of games in the community that uh, have randomizers now, such as Super Metroid, all three mainline Metroid Prime games, Zero Mission. There's probably a few more. I think you mentioned AM2R as well, um, yes. and some other games. Um, uh, more than likely, I'm sure that we'll end up seeing other M and Fusion at some point if they don't already exist. Um, <clears throat> and what I found was, I guess when I was thinking about randomizers, I just thought it was related just to the items, and the items were the only thing that got randomized. Turns out it's not the case. Uh, it can also include doors, um, which rooms get superheated, which ones are filling up with uh, water uh, or lava. Uh, and in the Prime games, the elevators can be randomized as well, and their end location. So you end up going up an elevator uh, in Magmore, and you might end up in the Chozo Ruins, which might not be how you would normally get there. So that's really cool. Uh, and probably the one, one of the most uh, impressive ones that I saw uh, was a randomizer that could span more than one game. Uh, 
more than one series, in fact. Uh, one example is the Super Metroid and uh, Zelda Link to the Past randomizer, where you actually pick up items for Super Metroid in Link to the Past and vice versa, which I thought was incredible. That's such a cool concept, and I really want to play that. Uh, I, I know that Amanda's like a, a huge, huge Zelda fan, so it's something that I hope at some point we can try, because uh, that sounds really fun. That would be so much fun. I'd love that because um, I'm not as confident with Link to the Past as I am Super Metroid and I know that Amanda's completed both games so she's probably fine with both but I, I trust her more with Link to the Past for sure. I mean I'm not I've only played Link to the Past once but like after playing it once I, I should be fine and you know what I'll just have a guide up so I can yeah. at least have a map of what everything's supposed <laughs> well, to look like. Well it might not help you in a randomizer because you're going to end up in different areas and coming out at different That's true yeah. so, and so that actually you know, might help me. <laughs> yeah so everything you ever knew about any of the games just goes out the window. You need to have an assistant like a high strung uh, legal secretary type assistant next to you with the guide and so as you're you know, you, you take an elevator, it's supposed to go to Norfair, you end up in Meridia, and your assistant's like frantically thumbing through the guide. Where, where is this part? Throws the guide out the window. I can't cope. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> um, like, why am I all of a sudden in Turtle Rock? I don't understand. <laughs> but, but the logic of randomizers ensure that the player can always complete the seed. So, for example, uh, the Morph Ball, which is a key item very, very early in the game, it isn't going to be found somewhere that's inaccessible. You're always going to have the ability to complete the game. The only downside is that you might have to make use of uh, lots of glitches and things like wall jumping and shine sparking in an effective way. So I think randomizers are best suited to people that know each game inside out. Um, I think that is something that's really important because you really do need to know the game because if you end up with a power bomb as your first item, great, wonderful, you can kill everything, but you're going to be really stuck when you need items like missiles um, or you're going to need um, like a grapple beam, for example. You're going to have to search and you're going to have to find new ways around that map that you might not have tried before and i love that it really adds to the longevity of the title um, and it just creates millions of different scenarios to play which means that every time you pick up the game it's going to be a different experience uh, so with that in mind i really think that nintendo should adopt randomizers in their legacy games which would offer people uh, a fresh challenge and i, I really hope that they adopt the idea uh, from the community and they actually managed to um, put it in their games moving forward. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's something that could be added after hard mode, possibly. Because I think by that point, you've kind of proven that you can play the game uh, to a high standard. So I imagine you'd be able to complete uh, a randomizer. I know that there's official games out there that aren't Metroid that actually have randomizers in and they do reasonably well. I, I'm, not, I'm not certain. I could be wrong on this one, but doesn't Axiom Verge have one? They had one that was added um, just this year. I played it earlier this year, uh, the game itself. And maybe a month or two ago, could be more, Tom Hap worked with uh, Fan Modder to make it happen. See, please, please take note, Nintendo. Fans 
you know, aren't all bad. They actually they offer some really cool ideas, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll be open to them. I think if that's the case, then Axiom Verge is probably the closest to a Metroid experience when it comes to randomizers that you're probably going to get for now. So maybe that is something that people can consider picking up at some point. And and Tom's done a really good job with Axiom Verge. Just don't play it on hard mode for your first run. <laughs> don't don't do it. I did it, and ugh. <laughs> Um, so Amanda, what's your thoughts on randomizers and what we've talked about today? So I don't have a lot of personal experience with randomizers as far as like playing them. The only time I've ever played a randomizer was like a four player version of Ocarina of Time. And I ended up just crying because I couldn't do it. <laughs> and mainly I did. I just started crying. <laughs> mainly just because like i was having a horrible time setting it up um i love though the idea of going back and forth between a leak to the past and super metroid mm. i think that would be so much fun and darren yeah. we totally have to do that definitely, together that would be yeah. so amazing at some point on a stream um, definitely yeah and i've watched a few randomizers be played and i i think it's really cool and it's a perf it's a wonderful concept and i definitely agree that nintendo needs to get in on that i mean the capabilities are there the capabilities for nintendo to do it themselves are super simple especially with like nintendo online like you guys were saying and i mean when there's games like Mario Maker, which is essentially kind of a randomizer in it in its own way, because I mean you're yeah. just creating levels. So the the abilities for them to do it are there, and there's definitely a market for it. You know, I feel like by offering, if they were able to offer that, then you know there wouldn't be the whole like morality issue of like ROMs and emulators and all of that. It would be. It would be smart of them because they would make a buttload of money just for like subscriptions to be able to get new randomizers and all of that. Like they would they would be doing pretty well. But I came up with like a fun idea for a randomizer and I think it'd be cool. And I don't know if this exists or not. It probably does. I'm sure somebody has already made it because this is the internet. I think there should be a true Metroidvania that goes back and forth between Metroid and Castlevania. Oh. I don't know how that would work, but I think that would be so neat. That'd be awesome. Like, that would bring a new meaning to Metroidvania, because then it would be, like, true version of it. Super Metroid and Symphony of the Night. Do it. If Konami and Nintendo comes together and collaborates on a new game, or even just two existing games, and manages to program the two together so that they work um, in terms of items, I think I think that'd be really cool. I mean, if there's a way to do yeah. that, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about how, like, you know, I mean, you can do like things with different Pokemon games, so I don't see why you couldn't like. I could see it where you could buy both games. I could. This is what I could see Nintendo doing is like, okay, buy this Metroid game and buy this Castlevania game. And then if you have both of them, then you can do like the third version, which would be the, the randomizer. <laughs> and I'm just thinking of how like oh. they did like Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons on the Game Boy Color, how like yeah. you really needed the two to like link between the 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 two games to fully complete it and so that would be you know that'd be an easy cash grab for nintendo as well (laughs) it it would be and i think there'd be a lot of people that would complain at that but you know each game would be its own experience and exactly bought, bought both maybe there's a discount that you could get between the two 
uh, or something like that. I think it would be a really cool idea. Um, and just talking about Nintendo making money, um, <laughs> I think it's very clear that Nintendo have missed out on many, many opportunities for money. I don't think they follow the rules that other companies may. I, I just hope that they see an idea that's fun, that's appealing, and they choose to go ahead with it. Yeah, and you know, I feel like a lot of times when it comes to money with Nintendo, they really don't care as much. They care more about like trying new things. Yeah. And that would be a new thing. And yeah, of course people would complain, but people are going to complain no matter what <laughs> if, if it were two separate games. Sakurai could add Sora, Crash, Doom Guy, every character that anyone ever wants and people would still be sad. It's true. It's true unfortunately. I think we all agree with that one. By the way, please add Lara Croft. <laughs> oh, that would be so much fun. It's still time. I mean, honestly, I just want to give randomizers another try, considering how my Ocarina of Time experience went and ended in tears. I'd like to try a randomizer and not end in tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not holding any hopes up on that one. I think you're going to cry regardless. I'm so. going to cry no matter what. <laughs> like, I'm just going to get frustrated and start crying because I angry cry and I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm one of those people that like when I get angry, I start crying and it makes me so mad because I'm always like, oh, now people think that like they made me cry. It's like, no, 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 I'm not. I don't want to give you that benefit. <laughs> this is just me when I get angry. <laughs> but did you manage to complete it in the end? No, I did oh. not. <laughs> oh, right. You just actually, that was it. Oh, because I was going to say, <laughs> oh, it's OK, though, because at least you complete it in the end. Right. No. Right. No. no. <laughs> oh, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, what well. makes it even better it's like no i never even finished it i was like i just can't do this anymore oh amanda what are we gonna do oh. <laughs> well okay. it makes for a funny story at least yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor amanda okay um <laughs> let's move on to the mailbag Alrighty. <laughs> yes move on to the mailbag. Uh, last, last episode, we talked about Metroid board games and things that we would like to see. And so we asked you guys what you would like for a Metroid board game. And so we have a few tweets here that we're going to go over. Let me click on this. All right. So we have one here from Coroboni, also known as Deadweight. I like the little crown next to their name. That's cute. This person says, I actually think Metroid's design lends itself well to a board game. You have some kind of map with doors that you can only go through with certain items that you pick up. And some rooms could have shuffled face down cards that could be a boss or key or something more useless. You may plan your whole strategy around getting to a room with one of those mystery cards, only for it to not be what you need, keeping the air of mystery. I guess it's sort of bringing in the randomizer aspect to it. Maybe you could also use some items to attack and stop pl other players. That's cool. Yeah. It's like combo board game and randomizer. That's yeah. pretty great. Also, a bit of roguelite. But that would be really neat. Mm. I think that's a really cool concept. And I like anything that involves like messing up the other player because I'm just like vindictive like that. <laughs> yeah, I love anything that involves card like card games for a board game. Yeah, totally. That's a good idea. Thank you for that. 
So Vectrex says, have a little Metroid you can attach to the head of the player's figures. Yes. I agree. I want a little Metroid that I can attach to the player's figures. Oh, you could even use that as a way to like mess them up. So like, you know, a special like power up or something where you're like, oh, yep, I'm going to put this Metroid on. Yeah. And you can only move like half the amount of spaces that you draw or something like that. Or or as you're going around the board as well, uh, you'll lose like one HP or something with every turn. So the Metroids that suck in the life force out of you and you have to get rid of it by, I don't know, standing inside a freezed room or something like that. And then the Metroid will die and it comes off your head. Yeah, or like lose a turn or something. He has this idea, and then um, didn't Gladrax respond to that? Yeah, he was like, write that down, write that down. down." down." (laughs) (laughs) I totally, I I support the idea of putting a little Metroid on their heads, because that would be so cute. (laughs) I don't know, I think little Metroids are cute. And make them squishy. Yes! Squishy little Metroids. Speaking of squishy, so I got this jellyfish squishmallow because I'm obsessed with squishmallows. And so I got it. I was like, I got a Metroid. Because <laughs> he's squishy and I love it. <laughs> All right. So we have one from Evermorph. This says, you play on a clue-like board, exploring, being stopped by having to perform certain actions, missiles, morph ball, suits, etc., You get these actions by traveling the board and collecting them. Whoever kills the most Metroids wins. They're tokens you flip to determine the type. Thinking more tabletop that could lend to role-playing. The actions and Metroids are in a set location, but what they are are random, so people don't try to go down the same path each game. Mm. That'd be neat. Um, I I, I especially like the clue-like board. I think that would be fun, and especially because it's... I'm, I'm not big on, like co-op a lot of times because i'm i'm bad at it and i don't have like really any teamwork skills so i like it where it's like just you're in it to beat everybody else and so (laughs) that's what i like the idea of the clue like board of whoever kills the most metroids wins and then i i think that sounds like fun yeah, thank you for that. That's a really good suggestion. And and I love how full the mailbag's been this time around as well. We've had loads of responses. So I'm sorry if we couldn't read out all of them. Um, but for uh, for next podcast, if you've got something that you'd like to say to us, uh, let us know and we'll try and fit it into the podcast. So I absolutely loved all of your creativity for this. I, I think these were some really fun ideas. So for our next mailbag question, which Metroid game do you think would best be suited as a Metroid randomizer. You can let us know on Twitter at ShineSparkers. We would love to hear your responses there. And then we may even read it out on the next episode. Well, everybody, thank you so very much for joining us for episode 13 of our Shine Sparkers podcast. We had a lot of fun getting to talk about Metroid randomizers and hearing what you guys had to think about different board games. And of course, thank you, Darren and Roy, for being here. And we will see you next mission. See you next mission. See you next mission. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of the Shine Sparkers podcast. I'm Amanda Van Hyle. I'm going to be your host. I'm joined here by Darren, our... What what title am I giving you again? It's been a while, yes. So, um... Creative director. Creative director. deputy creative director. Deputy creative director. Oh, de- deputy okay. Crea- I think yeah, you de- could just say Darren and Roy are creative and deputy creative directors. Yeah, let's go with that. I think that sounds okay. But bit of a mouthful though, so <laughs> might need a couple of attempts to get. You might get it first time. Okay, okay. let me try that. So, then. creative and deputy creative director.
I'll just say Darren Alrighty. and Roy, it's fine. Okay. Just do the, do you, don't you know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know who I am? You should know who I am by now. Go all Cassandra DeVries on you. If I were you, I'd leave. Now. Oh my goodness. I'm going to put that into the podcast. Please include that all in the bloopers. I'm, I'm just going to I'm just going to take that bit and I'm just going to put it at the end like please leave now and then it'll just be like yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is perfect. Awesome. Okay, let's try that again. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, so Metroid randomizers specifically, um I find them really fascinating and it's something that I've been dying to talk about for a long time. Yeah, randomized. This is this oh, yeah. is supposed to be where Roy jumps in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So my kind of research into randomizers because it isn't something that I play. Um. But looking into what the uh, randomizer um sort of no, let me start that again. You know, I can't even use the concussion for that one because I didn't have one yet. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. I can't even use that as an excuse. Maybe Ocarina of Time. Maybe Ocarina of Time is real life. You traveled back into the past. No, wait. You traveled into the future, had the concussion, came back had the to concussion, the past. Then went back to the past and yeah. did that. There we did go. It. Okay. There we go. All right. I yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> so time traveling concussions. Now this is this is insane. Yeah. Mm. It's true story. True story. <clears throat> We're 13 but I don't remember it because the concussion was just that bad. There yeah. we go. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. It's like combo board game and randomizer. That's yeah. pretty great. This hasn't even been released yet, and he knows that we're talking about randomizers. What the heck? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> he stole our look. He used the ocarina to travel into the future. That's what he did. He caused the concussion. Yep. Ah, <laughs> there we go. That explains it. <laughs> Uh, feel free to uh, to send us a message because I think uh, you know we've had some really good ones this time around, and I think in the future we we could easily have uh, a number of other things. So um, I'd love to love to hear what you've got. That doesn't make any sense. Let me start that again. <laughs> I'm really I'm not with it tonight. I'm really not. Um, Let us know on Twitter. And what, oh yeah, we're Shine Sparkers we on are. Twitter. I always have to remember like, do we have anything added afterwards? So let me just try that again. If I were you, I'd leave now. This podcast was edited by Darren Kerwin, with music from Maserati. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find more at shinesparkers.net, along with the latest Metroid news, community features, and exclusive content. Alternatively, you can also find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next mission.